0: Baseball lifestyle. Baseball lifestyle. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the grounds crew. A podcast covering all things baseball. We're brought to you by baseball lifestyle.
1: I'd have a fun time. We could do a mock. A mock thing.
0: You know who would probably be a great Sith? Me? Billy Wagner.
1: Oh no. Welcome back to the Grounds Crew <laughs> Podcast. My name is Bill Rom. I'm Josh Gerson. Welcome to the Billy Wagner Podcast. Uh, William Wagner. So in our last holiday episode, uh, we were talking about movies. We talked about Rookie of the Year. With Rookie of the Year, we talk about a busted arm. We then got to the fact that Billy Wagner, former MLB closer, uh, broke his arm, had to learn how to throw lefty, and threw harder uh, with that side than his right side. Uh, Rumor is he also could throw 90 with his right hand, um, which, again, absolute stud. But then that got us going, and we looked into it, and I asked, is he already in the Hall of Fame? Because he retired in 2010. That was his last season. Let's assume that 2011 or 2012, he actually like officially declared, I'm done, mm-hmm. just to give it room. It's been about 10 years. So he's been on the ballot for a number of years now. And with him being on the ballot, I asked, how many votes did he get? He only got 46% of the last vote. And I'm now here to say that Billy Wagner, more so than even any of the guys that we're talking about with Bonds and Clemens and all this other stuff, because you could tell me that it's steroids is keeping those guys out, and I'd be like, all right, I understand if I disagree. But Billy Wagner is the second best closer in the history of baseball by almost every metric. And he's not in the Hall of Fame, and he hasn't gotten close yet. And here's, here's why I say he's the second best closer in the history of baseball. Um, we know now that wins.
2: He's not even top five, according to some websites.
1: Oh, I'm oh, i know oh, I'm aware. Yeah. And, and I have the guys who are above. Okay. I have some of the guys who are above, and I have their numbers, and we, we can run this back. Bet. So this becomes a, a counting stats issue. Yeah. If you're going based off of number of saves, he's definitely above a lot of guys who are already in the hall. Right? He's got a fair amount more saves than some of the guys who are already in the Hall of Fame. One of which, one of those guys who's in the Hall of Fame, is Bruce Sutter. Bruce Sutter is in the Hall of Fame. Bruce's last season was in 1988. His last three years in the league, he had a 4-4 something ERA. Now, Sutter was fine. But we're talking about a guy in a twelve-year career struck out eight hundred and sixty-one in a thousand and forty-two innings. He has a career ERA of two eight three, and a career FIP of two nine four. So the three main stats that we have used for how many strikeouts you say? He in totality? Yeah. His total strikeouts for his entire career was eight hundred and sixty-one. Oh my god! So he's a he's he's two hundred strikeouts lower. 300 strikeouts lower. And on the,
2: the list I'm looking at from Bleacher Report right now, he, Billy Wagner's two places behind that
1: guy. So, Bruce, yes, Bruce Sutter is, is seventh, yep. right, on yep. that list. So yep. me and you have seen the same list. Cool. Bruce Sutter also has 300 saves. Billy Wagner has 422. Yep. So how he is behind him, I don't know. When he struck out more people, walked his whip was lower, every stat was lower except he also had more saves. So he's better than Bruce Sutter, who's in the Hall of Fame. So he is in the Hall of Fame, and he is worse than Billy Wagner. So we know he's, we now know he's worse. So I, I moved further, right? I, I Goose Gossage, I, I, again, way worse numbers than him. Raleigh Fingers, less saves, didn't have the strikeouts, didn't have. So I, I had to go to guys who were a little bit more contemporary, mm-hmm. who would have crossed over with him to some degree. Right? Yeah. And the guy he rate I, I can rate him against, is then Trevor Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Trevor Hoffman has 601 career saves. He's got to be like second to Mariano Rivera in, in that counting stat, right? In number of saves? In number of saves. Yes. So he, his career ERA is a 308. That is worse than Billy Wagner's. Uh, oh, no, excuse me. That's his FIP. That's also worse than Billy Wagner's. His career whip is worse than Billy Wagner's. His career strikeouts per nine innings is worse than Billy Wagner's. And his overall ERA is a 287, which is worse than Billy Wagner's. So his only thing he has more of is he has more saves. Why can we not count saves? Because it is a winning stat. I make a save if my team won the game. If my team won the game and got me in a situation where I could be in that setting, I can, I can get a save. Yeah. I can accumulate it. You can have the best closer in the league be on the worst team, and he's not going to have more saves because he's just not going to have as many opportunities based off of when he has to pitch. Yep. On the flip side, you look at guys who were on stud teams, i.e. Mariano Rivera. Mariano was on the greatest team of his era. They won more than anybody else. So, of course, he was in that. So Mariano Rivera's number should be better than Billy Wagner's, right? Yep. Wrong. ERA, he's better. Career ERA 221 versus a 2 3 1 for Billy Wagner. But their FIP, Billy Wagner's is better than Mariano's. Strikeouts per nine innings, his is better. The only thing that I didn't match up, and I don't I didn't I didn't check, and I'm doing that right now with Mariano, is I'm checking his uh his whip, right? Walks hits, per innings pitched. Mm-hmm. His whip is worse. Than Billy Wagner's it is a one dead to rights 1.000. Billy Wagner's is under a one. Billy Wagner is the group is potentially potentially should be having a conversation of the greatest closer ever. And he's not in the in the Hall of Fame. Guys, explain to this to me. Explain this to well, me. Well, I'll tell
2: you now. I don't think that conversation will ever be had in the other baseball circles who are. Wildly biased, often. Uh, uh-huh. I can guarantee you that they'll. So, anybody question. in a New
1: York market will never have that conversation. For got sure. It. For got sure.
2: It. And got unfortunately, it. Billy was in a New York market, so good luck selling that one. um Mariano, sure, <clears throat> I can easily say fine. But I can give you, based on this whole conversation right now, not only should he be a Hall of Famer, he's a top five guy.
1: Top five easily. closer in the history of baseball. Yep. He's yep. got
2: a fantastic career. Anyone who saw him play, you knew he was a dominant guy and his numbers speak to that dominant so I, I don't know why it's taking so long i think it also has a lot to do with what we're dealing with on the hall of fame process side and it's like the fact that he only got 40% is kind of ridiculous
1: the fact that he got 40% is cuz it's super not ridiculous. that his
2: like like we've had this conversation of oh if he had a short career but was fantastic for 6 years like he should be a hall of famer he had an extensive career with some fantastic numbers like it's it's not that the substance isn't there well, I mean, how many years has he in the league? Uh, Sixteen. It's all it's all there. He's got the four hundred plus saves, thousand plus strikeouts, like great whip. Like I don't know
1: what we're what we're missing here. The so like and, and my point is is that every other person I mentioned: mm-hmm. Trevor Hoffman, Hall of Fame; Bruce Sutter, Hall of Fame; Mariano Rivera, Hall of Fame; Raleigh Fingers. Hall of Fame, John Smoltz Hall of Fame, and John Smoltz career ERA is a three three three. And as a closer, he was good, but he was not, on average, nearly as good as Billy Wagner was. So he's been on the ballot what six years to this point? I'd have this, to look this into is it. his sixth year on the ballot. Right, so this is just, sixth year on the ballot. You have to wait five The years. fact that Mariano was a was a first ballot guy. And we have a guy who is nearly identical in everything else except for accounting stat. We, we In starting pitchers, we now know. We have to throw wins to the side to so, to some degree. Absolutely. And the guy who really has popularized that is current New York Met, Jacob deGrom. That poor guy. If he was on a lifetime-dominant like team.
2: He had to be on a team... Whatever was, 2018 or 19 when he won the Cy Young? Yeah. He had to be on a team that could just give him three runs per game and he would have been 30-0.
1: Like, (laughs) so again, we now know that wins are not a pitcher stat, right? Mm -hmm. So neither are saves. Yeah. Because I have to also, a save is inherently that I won the game. I was the last guy to pitch in a winning endeavor. How have we not separated that? From a closer, you, pro- you could probably create a
2: stat for a closure that was like a, a successful outing of like, hey, I came in for okay. one inning where I didn't give up a run or whatever, something to that degree, and then you, could, I think you would be a better way to compare like, okay, how good was Mo compared to Billy Wagner? Oh, they each had 500 outings where they gave up no runs type thing. Um, I'm sure that's something that you could <clears throat> compile. We can't do it this
1: second, but... Can't do it this this second, but my, I guess the number I would look at is blown saves in a in a in a season. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't look like I have blown saves available for me. I have saves available to me, but I don't have blown saves available to me. Um, that, that might be a concept I'll
2: pose to uh, our, good, our good friend Corey Fallon. I feel like he could uh,
1: Corey could, d- could he die. could take that up. And, and I think this is right in Corey's wheelhouse in yeah. terms of like. The, the conversations that could be had. But like, guys, am I am I crazy here? Like, this isn't a hill that I've been dying on with you guys. No. We found this out during a show. Yep. And are we all befuddled on this?
2: Honestly, there's a there's a lot of players that are Hall of Fame eligible that it befuddles me why they're not in yet. Okay. I just hate I just hate the whole process in general. Yes. But the fact that he has Almost half of the votes, percentage-wise, and like that's obviously not enough because they want 75%. But the fact that 75% of people also can't agree on, like, okay, fine, we spent a whole, there, there was a whole ballot or whole year where we didn't give anybody and uh, get anybody in the Hall of Fame. This guy is very clearly a Hall of Fame yeah, quality facts. guy. Facts. So what? So okay, cool. Talk. You, you want to have the steroid conversation? Fine. Give those guys a different year. Billy Wagner's an easy choice.
1: Like <laughs> yeah, I, again, I'm 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 really lost on this because the the thing for me is the the comp for me is he pitched at the exact same time, so again, Trevor Hoffman pitched more years. He he had 18 seasons, right? Yeah, and in 18 seasons, he achieved a career WAR of 28. Billy Wagner's career WAR is a 27.7. In two less seasons and his 1995 season he threw he got one batter out who's that Billy Wagner in his first year his rookie year he got out one batter so truly he did it in 15 seasons Trevor Hoffman pitched in more than in his first and his last season more than 50 game 50 appearances so Hoffman came out in, in in 1993 as a as a as a rookie, mm-hmm. and he he was a 25 year old, and he pitched 90 innings that year. Billy Wagner's first year, he only threw a, a couple innings. He his, his literally point fr- one. Innings.
2: And then his second year, he got 50, and then he started climbing from there.
1: But like that's what so yeah. so what I'm saying is is that in four in in 15 seasons, truly in 15 seasons. You're talking that this th- this person put up a war that's that that Hoffman did with three extra years in and not, terms of war. Not for nothing in 1998, he came in fourth in Cy Young voting. Billy Wagner is the, <laughs> is the biggest. This is the biggest slight. Like no one else that I can think about in baseball right now. Like Kurt Schilling, Kurt Schilling, who who is is considered a, a a borderline guy in terms of what he can do. Right like Kurt Schilling's career ERA is a 3.46. Oh, I know a lot of people are like His Kurt- FIP is a 3.23. Three. His his WHIP is a, is a 1.1. His strikeouts per 9 is an 8.6. Now, I get that they're not the same position. Mm-hmm. But Billy Wagner is in the conversation for the best or at least the second best to ever do this. And we're talking about a guy like Schilling has more of the vote, I'd assume. And Schilling's not, to me, in the top 50 pitchers of all time. So this is this is Kurt's, um,
2: this upcoming year this is his last year on the ballot, and he's at
1: 71%. Kurt, to me, honestly, is the Hall of Very Good. Like, Kurt Schilling, to me, is the Hall of Very Good. Mm-hmm. He's got six All-Star appearances, right? Right. And in those six all-star appearances, on those seasons, only two of them were a sub-three ERA. So he had four all-star appearances with a, a, a low to mid-three ERA.
0: He played on good teams those years.
1: And he played on good teams. And that was back when we cared about the fact that you won. So he made it. Do me a favor. Look up uh, Scott Rowland stats. I
2: want I want to get your thoughts on it. If he's if he's Hall of Fame or Hall of Very Good Scott Rowland, yeah, because he he has more uh, percentage votes than Billy Wagner.
0: I also have a very weird stat going along the closer line. <laughs> sure. Um. So I just went down a rabbit hole while mm-hmm. you guys were talking. Eric Gagne, eighty four consecutive saves. Yep. Converted. Yep. That three year stretch where he was one of the best closers on the planet, he pitched exactly eighty two point one innings every single one of those seasons. Just very weird. That's so can crazy. you
1: can you answer me a question in that yeah. time? What was his ERA? Uh, so
0: 2002, he was a 1.97. His 2003, 1.2, and 2004, uh, 2.19.
1: So that like that that was one of the guys who I saw was not on the list of top 10 closers all time. And I and I remember Gagne being an absolute stud. Machine. So like what's yep. what's his total numbers
0: all time? Uh, so his career ERA is a three point four seven, and that's
1: uh, it. He was dominant for a stretch, but he wasn't dominant for a career.
0: Mm-hmm. He uh, he got busted for PEDs, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and yes. that's yeah, why yeah. people kind of like soured yep, on him. Yeah,
1: definitely. All right, so I have a I have a a, a point of contention with Scott with Scott Rowland. Okay, idea. Go for it. Um, and, and let me let me just make sure I pull him back up because because I have I have a whole a whole di- like list of things that I have a problem with with. Okay. Scott Rowland. Uh, Scott Rowland is, to me, the Hall of Very Good. So, again, we we want to talk about guys. We got to look back, and we have to say that one of the people that I look at truly as an elite player is David Wright. But David Wright got hurt in 2013. Mm-hmm. In 2014, all of his things went away. So his age 30 season, he was an all star. Yep. He had a 904 OPS. He batted 307. From that point forward, his best year was a 289, 814 OPS. But he only played in 38 games the year the Mets went to the World Series. So he has four years of stats that that he accumulated, mm-hmm. where in those four years he hit a grand total. Of twenty home runs in those four years, four seasons. Who's that, David? Wright? David Wright. So if we really stopped counting him at 2013, from 2004 to 2013. So 2004, his rookie year, he played in 60, uh, 69 total games, and he had an 857 OPS as a rookie. So better than Wander Franco. So he he was Wander Franco as a rookie, and then in his very next year, he had a 912 OPS, batted 306 hit 27 home runs, had 17 stolen bases, 42 doubles, and he didn't make an all-star game. Now, if the Mets had any player with those numbers right now, that guy would be, like, MVP quality. We're talking, he had... Who's that, David Wright? David Wright. David Wright. So my point to you is, when I look at Roland, Roland's career batting average is 281. David Wright, with the last four years, him playing with no neck, Mm -hmm. his career... Uh, batting average is 296. ninety has got 316 home runs. Mm-hmm. David Wright, if you took away the, if you said in 10 years, he hit 220. Roland played legitimately, was still playing into his age 37 season. Yep. He had 92 games that year, which is his final and, year. And even if we say that those two were very, very like similar through a long extended window, mm-hmm. David Wright was always the better player over Scott Roland. So this goes back to what are we looking for when we're saying a guy's a Hall of Famer in baseball? Because to me, Scott Rowland is the Hall of Very Good. Nothing I look at says to me this guy was elite at his position at any time. Because if I look at any of these numbers, there was always a better third baseman than him in baseball. There was a stretch from 03 to 06 where he
2: was an all-star.
1: 03 to 06, he was making all-star games, and they should have been going to David Wright or i mean he might have also
2: been in there i don't know when david Wright. Uh, but like oh, david 06. Wright.
1: david Wright was not there in 03 was not there in 03 right but in in 04 as a rookie he was, he had uh 14 home runs batted 293 with an 857 ops the next year he was a nine twelve. The next year he was a nine twelve. The next year he was nine sixty three. The next year he was a nine twenty four. And in all of those years, his worst batting average was two ninety three, and his best was three twenty five. Mm-hmm. So when, when when we're when we're like lining up the homie, he was not better than David Wright, and he was he was making All Star games. And I wouldn't have given him to him over David Wright if I could go back in time. His numbers don't don't comp out. Trying
2: to see where, uh... Kurt Schilling retired in 2007.
1: Because 05, he made the All-Star game in St. Louis' National League. He made the All-Star game in 2005, and David Wright did not. And David had a 900-plus OPS, and Scott Rowland had a 706. In what year? 2005. Yeah. So when David Wright came into the league, he effectively ended Roland being anything. And Roland at that point in time, his best year, yeah, he never had a better season than David Wright for the rest of his career. So from the time he was 29 until he, he ended his career, he was never better than David Wright. And, like, that's my point. Like, you, you, and if I wanted to go before that, who's who's better than Scott Rowland? It's Chipper Jones. Chipper's a goat, but like I'm, you, you know what I'm saying. Like yep. if i I really gonna comp Scott Rowland, my, my 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 case starts with Chipper again. Chipper a 300 career batting average. If I go back to that same stretch from oh4 from o3 on, Chipper nine twenty four, nine twenty ops, eight fifty ops, nine sixty eight, a thousand and five, a thousand twenty nine, a thousand forty four. 818, 806, 814, 832. Chipper's the guy if you're going to comp that against each other. It's Chipper and David. And Chipper has everything to say that he's better than both of those guys. Mm -hmm. He did it longer, and he did it to some degrees better. Now, Scott Rowland was a really good defensive catcher, but David Wright was was a multiple-time Gold Glove award winner. He won two Gold Gloves. And again, if we really look at it, that means twenty percent of the Scott world, has eight at third. He, he was a really good defender, but I tell yeah. you, David Wright, I thought was a better defender. But it, baseball sucks that once a guy is known as being the guy, he back in that time everybody oh you just we'll just keep giving it to the same dude, because we're not actually watching all of these I mean, guys. Play. I mean, right
2: now in the in the NL. We just give the third base gold glove to Nolan Arenado. Yeah.
1: And Nolan's a stud. Like, listen, 100%. I I get he's, he's, he he probably is the best defensive third baseman in the game. Yeah.
2: So, so for 100%, rightfully so. But if somebody brings in, uh, who is the gold glover for the American League? Chapman? Probably. If Chapman comes over to the National League, you got
1: to break. Poppy Baez moves to third. Yeah. Right? Like, yep. I g got, I gotta start having different conversations about what, what, what what's happening with stuff. Mm-hmm. So so separate from all of that, then you gotta go and say at that same time, Alex Rodriguez was the third baseman. Yeah. So in what in what world are we going that Scott Nolan
0: Scott Roland Scott, Scott
1: Rowland, my fault, my fault. What in what world are we going that Scott Rowland is one of the top five at his position ever? And we're talking about the comp out is against Billy Wagner. None of the guys ahead of Wagner except for Bonds and Clemens have any like claim to if you pulled my stats up and put them against who's considered the GOAT, I don't measure up. Roland doesn't measure up to Chipper. Outside, he was a great defender. He doesn't measure up to, to peak David Wright. He was a really good player. David Wright was a better player. Now I know David didn't play the, the length of time that's going to require him to be a a Hall of Famer based off of their criteria. But David Wright was one of the top five players in the game for a decade. Yeah. Scott Rowland was a really good third baseman for a decade. You know what I think it is? Because
2: right <clears throat> right below him on the voting is Omar Viscal. Okay. So I think if if like Scott Rowland, really solid hitter, really great fielder, Omar Vizquel. Average hitter, legendary
1: fielder. But Omar's classified as a third or as a short? Uh, I'm gonna guess shortstop. That's what I'm saying. But
2: but I'm saying more of like from the the Hall of Fame's perspective of like, okay, cool, we're gonna get these legendary defenders into the hall
1: for like you know what I'm saying? Why do we all like why do they all sit in their little baseball writers meeting at the All-Star game and you go, you know who we're gonna vote for this year, guys? You're not allowed to vote for anybody who could hit the ball. We're going all defensive this year. You guys got it? Deal. Good. Go. <laughs> and it's like, what is wrong with y'all? Just vote for who legitimately but was like, the better player. So would you you, you would, like, have like trends that we're going to vote for.
2: Numbers aside, Omar Vizcala, 11-time Gold Glover. You think he's a Hall of Fame player?
1: No. Really? Hall of Fame is you were the guy all the way across the field. 11-time like gold glover. Were, so, so uh, uh, again, an 11-time gold glover is an all-defensive position. Yes. What's Omar Vizquel's career OPS? I'll give you a rough estimate. I'll cool. tell you it's under 700. That's correct, the 688. He could not hit. If he played today, he would be a backup. But that's
0: why I'm 688 saying—
1: 688 gets you benched. What's his career batting average?
0: 272.
1: Yep. This dude couldn't hit. That's that's what I'm saying. It's it's. So my point is, is he a Hall of Famer? No, he's the Hall of Very Good. You were electric at one and, thing in the whole position, and, like, that, and that's why we go back to the conversation. Is Jose of, Canseco a Hall of Famer?
2: No, and also the but P, ha- PEDs. But my, man,
1: but my man, well, separate that. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. But the even Hall of be, Fame doesn't. <laughs> he wouldn't even be in the conversation, regardless. But there's like stolen base, home run seasons. Mm-hmm. That he's one of five guys to ever do. Like it's like Shohei Otani, Barry Bonds, Trout, Jose Canseco, and somebody else. Like, put the names we just said with Jose Canseco. We don't have that kind con- because he could just hit. So we have this thing that's ob- this that's completely subjective, which is the the Gold Glove, because Derek Jeter's a, a trash.
2: Carlos defender, Correa out here but he's, a,
1: he's a trash defensive player Correa is right he's saying what's truthful we all know what the analytics say if your analytics today look like what Jeter's did Jeter wouldn't have played shortstop he would have gotten moved to second yeah. be real if he wasn't a Yankee and they didn't have the success when he was young he would have gotten moved off the spot every statistic would have told you Alex Rodriguez should have been your shortstop
0: Yep.
1: so there was no baseball decision that made Derek Jeter stay at short so separate that that goes back to my point. You're talking 1980s, 1990s. This was all like old school scouting and, and reporting of who was good at things. Yep. So no, to me, line up Omar Biscale, and what do I got? I've got an, a, a subjective award that's voted on based on my perception of how good somebody was defensively. There was no measure that then had me looking at it and saying, hey, this dude is the best defender of all time. You're now looking back and going, well, he won all these awards. Well, so what? Michael Jordan won a whole bunch of MVP awards. You know what they stopped doing with LeBron? Giving them to him because they got bored. They started to just... The the idea became if a guy won more than a few times, we got bored and we moved on to the next guy. LeBron James could have won 10 consecutive MVP awards. He made it to 10 consecutive or 9 consecutive uh, 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 championship games. He was the best player in the league for a decade. No doubt the most valuable player in the league. Why didn't he win more, more awards? Because it, it was completely subjective and it's based off of voter opinion. Especially by writers who have proven themselves to be softer than butter in an
2: oven. Alright, so let me, let me ask you this then. Y- you've said repeatedly that like if a player is good in X window, like top tier, best in the league at a thing, sure, they could be in the Hall of Fame. Sure. Since I'm, I'm speaking at this as you're going to bring Omar Vizquel in because of his defense, he was a gold glover. Mm-mm. From I need stats. Fine. Um, whatever. You for, can't give me an award. Whatever. his uh, Fine. His percentage for fielding was 9. No, eight, I need that,
1: UZR. That's, that's, I, I need things like that. Like That's my point. There's nothing that I'm looking at, and I can look at ultimate zone rating, and I can look at him defensively and say, how did he do? You're giving me subjective that te- Fielding position, if I stand and I'm a wall, and I can't move more than one step to my left or one step to my right, but I field 100% of the things hit to me, my fielding percentage is 100%. Sure. Am I a great defender? Yeah, you make the plays. No, I make no plays outside of a step here or step. This is me. Any ball hits down the line, I never get to. I don't have the range. Any ball hit outside of this little step right here, I will never field. Because I don't want my percentage to drop. So I don't even try. And it goes past me it's a hit. A good defender would have made the play. This is the idea that when we used to, as Mets fans, you watched Jose Reyes play shortstop and you watched Jeter at the same time. And Jeter's winning gold gloves and everybody's laughing because it's very obvious that Jose Reyes is the best defensive shortstop in the game by like an obscene margin. And he had a cannon it. he would throw guys out from the grass Mm -hmm. and throw them out at first base. And Derek Jeter would struggle to come forward on a ball and throw somebody out at first base. Yeah, you're fielding. That's why, again, you, so, if so you're going to come. The, I need the, more from this so The only
2: reason I'm using gold gloves as the metric, and it's not a metric, is because the people that are going to make this decision, not being us, do look at that. And from 1993 to <sighs> 2001, he was the gold glove shortstop.
1: So I'll give you better, though. In in his, in his 24-year career, he made three All-Star games. Yeah. Not a Hall of Famer. Okay. You're saying three All-Star games in 24 seasons. What's Adrian Beltre? So I think Adrian Beltre is a really, really good player. But he was never better than David Wright. He was never better than a whole litany of guys. But he played a 21-year career. He made four All-Star games. And he was a five-time Gold Glover. He had 477 home runs. He has a 286 career batting average. But his career OPS is only 819. And when I look at everything and I and I have to I have to look at all that stuff, what is he a Hall of Famer? David Wright made five straight all star games, seven. Seven in an eight year career in an eight year span. Seven All-Star games in an eight-year span. One Gold Gloves in that time. Finished in the MVP voting six times in his career. Like,
2: oh my gosh! So, would you, if you were going to pick Hall of Famers, would you only
1: use stats? I think that to some degree, the stats don't lie. Sure. From who you were. And it, at some point in time, like, baseball is the most analytics-based game. The second most analytics-based game is basketball now. It's why guys don't try to dunk a basketball. They shoot threes. Right. It's worth more. It changed the entire landscape of that game by us- utilizing analytics. So my thing is, is that when I, I, I look at it, I have to look at how good were you compared to everybody else in that window? So can can you do me a favor? Yeah, open
2: up Nolan Arenado's stats.
1: Yeah, I know where you're going, and I would say yes.
2: Would you? So my question is for the people who aren't as foreseeing as you are: Is he already a Hall of Famer?
1: Nolan Arenado is David Wright.
2: It's, he's probably better than David Wright for being completely objective here. I
1: don't. I, I think you're wrong there. Okay.
2: And that that's my point. Look. He has, like,
1: like Albert Pujols' so, home runs. Hold, hold on. His career OPS is 880. Yeah, he has not gotten to the point that you got with uh, David, mm-hmm. where David's injury sapped it and then pulled the average down. Sure. If you t- if you stopped it in 2013, David Wright's career batting average was like 305. And David Wright's career OPS was, uh, was uh, 900. And how many years in the league was that? That was 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7,
2: 8, 9, 10. Okay, so Nolan's at 9 years in the league right my, now with the
1: 288. Uh, so they're literally the same player. And that's my point how that I'm trying to make. How many runs did
2: David have at like, rough average per year?
1: There was a stretch of time where he averaged
2: 35 plus a year. Nolan Arenado won a Gold Glove every year he's played baseball in the major leagues. Uh, every single one. Again, I'm, I'm just I'm just adding to his. Uh, again, 100, 100, 100. Go for it, go for it. Uh, he led the league in RBIs twice, back to back years with 130. Led the league in home runs also both those years. He's been an All Star one, two, three, four, five, six times, seven times. else can i give you bottom line I, I think he's on track to be a hall of fame third baseman so again
1: sure. what, what we also have to take into account that's a real real thing yep. real real thing is that his numbers are going to b- drop off precipitously now why because he played from 2014 through 2020 in colorado, colorado sure but so his if first look- year in
2: st louis all-star gold glover 34 home runs, 105 RBIs.
1: What was his OPS? 807. Dropped off a cliff. We're talking about a guy with a career OPS average of 880. Sure. Dropped 80 points in OPS. Most of his OPS from 2015 through 2019, his quote-unquote peak years, were 900-plus OPS seasons where he was hitting a ton of home runs in a park known to allow a ton of home runs. Sure, He left and went to a place where you don't hit as many, and he became much more human. Outside of his 2020 where he was hurt, and it was the COVID years, and it was a whole bunch of stuff, that was his worst season since he was a 23-year-old. Okay, fine. So (laughs) he's fell off. My point is they are most likely Uh the same player. And that is my point. I think David writes how many? How many years did David play? He played fourteen, but we said four, sure. four of the years, one of the seasons that counted in his career. I'm pretty sure he played no games. It'd probably be his like last his season. twenty his 2018 season. He played in two games and had three appearances. Right, his his they're counting yeah, yeah. that 2017. He did not play, so full seasons. Full, full, actual, or like whatever. Seat. Enough games. For I'm you saying to count that he played. over a hundred, over 200 plate appearances. Sure. 11 years. Okay. So, you, so at some point,
2: no one's going to have the same career
1: yes. as David, and they'll yes. be comparable. And they're gonna, they're gonna look comparable. Arenado will have a very similar OPS to David, especially now that he's out of easy money. Like we know, guys. Like you know, for me. City Field, Shea Stadium is huge. Yep. Right? Huge. Yep. 912, 912, 963, 924. OPS playing inside that massive park. He hit 33 home runs one year and 42 doubles. So he hit 75 double or better, uh, 75 doubles in home runs combined, right? When you look at Nolan this past year, 68. My point is, power hitting. Mm-hmm. There, are, Nolan Arenado is the closest thing I can rep out to. That's who I think David Wright was. So, and and you compared David Wright to a Bunch to Scott Rowland, right? I I think he was just a a, a better offensive
2: player. Sure. Yeah. Because I could see a world where Nolan Arenado is compared to Scott Rowland based on how his voting's going so far, and like their career numbers and
1: what he's done and things like that. So I think oh, they're he's all way better. He's way better than, than Roland though. So, that's what I'm saying. Hitting. Yeah. That's why I'm saying to you, the only thing that would hold back Nolan Arenado at this point mm-hmm. is injury. Yep. Cause he's just got to get to what amounts to. I played 15 years. Yep. Because we know the counting stats matter so much to the whole thing. Yes. Right. But even if he hits an, a, an 820 OPS for the next three years, mm-hmm. That's going to mean he roughly hits close to 30, 25 to thirty-five home runs, a bunch of doubles. He's going to be close to a Gold Glove level player. When that's all said and done, he's gonna he's gonna be close. Mm-hmm. Because then you got to start going into the guy that everybody comps out as one of the best third basemen is like a guy like Mike Schmidt. Yeah. Right. So what's Mike Schmidt's like lineup? He won one two one two, three, four five six, seven, eight, nine, ten he won ten gold gloves and again, this is where I, I get upset about the the gold glove thing mm-hmm. like you're you guys are telling me that legitimately like I know nobody was watching him in 1977 nationally so how do you vote him as like he, he was just getting it because of reputation We weren't paying attention to real things so like it's it's so so convoluted there yeah. but. Mike Schmidt was a, uh, Mike, Mike Schmidt was a uh, accidental curse. Accidental curse. Uh, Mike Schmidt was a nine oh eight career OPS, and that's where I think my man is going to end up being. But again, Bambox, he was playing in Philly, but played his career in a small park where he got to just crush home runs, tank shots. So I, I would say Mike Schmidt is the guy that Arenado is chasing. And I would say the reason why Chipper got in was Chipper had better numbers hitting wise than Mike Schmidt. That's that's exactly. It seems like
2: in the third baseman category, it's you're one of two things. You're either a really good fielder will bring you in, or a really great hitter will bring you into the hall. If you're in the middle, then it's going to be on the on the writers to be like, oh, like were you good enough? Were you good enough of a fielder to be like in that category I, of those I guys?
1: A, I think, and that's why I'm saying it, I think it's the Mike Schmidt rule. Yeah. He, 10 gold gloves and you have a career 900 OPS you're considered maybe the greatest third baseman of all time.
2: I mean his numbers are <clears> crazy. <throat> so, so like I get he's the peak fine.
1: So then it's after that, that which category. And, are and you? that becomes my thing. When you look at when you look at uh, uh, Roland, I just don't think he was as dominant as a fielder right so, yeah. like the, all of the numbers as he have it's great. it's fine. but he was just so much more substandard as a hitter comparable to other guys in his era again we're talking adrian Beltre won five gold
2: gloves so like I'm, I'm looking at from the the peak fielder side yeah it's probably brooks robinson from like what the hall people will look at 18 time all-star 16 gold gloves all-star mvp world series mvp career six uh 267 hitter now he had 2800 hits but that was in what and, and twenty that, years that's or something thing like, like that. Yeah,
1: that, that's why I I, I junked the Gold Glove thing because it's so it's so subjective. There's no analytic that allows you to get like you want to win the Triple Crown. You know what the line of demarcation is, right? Like we know what the number like you have to lead in this, this, and this, and you get this. Yeah, you're known as this, right? But like we don't talk about Silver Slugger awards the way we talk about no, gold, we definitely don't Gold Gloves. Nope. Why is nobody talking about winning
0: silver sluggers? Because gold is better than silver.
1: Well, but like, What, are, saying, yeah, like, what are
2: the actual, like, um, what's the stats and things that equate for the silver slugger? Like, you're the just
1: the best thing. hitter super, at the position? You're considered the best hitter at the position.
0: That one's determined by coaches and managers, though. That's not like a writer's voting but on what's it. what's the same thing with Gold Glove? Is it? Gold Glove isn't the writers.
1: Yes, I think that's true. I think Rawlings chooses that.
0: Uh major league managers and coaches. Yeah, okay. They're only uh, allowed to vote within their league as well, and they yeah, can't. Right. And they can't vote for players on their own team. Yeah. So,
1: like, you're looking at like, like again.
2: So just to point Dave, out, the the Cardinals had what five Gold Glovers this year? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> that is insane. Um.
1: And that's how they got where they did. So then you look at, like, Nolan Arenado. He's a four-time Silver Slugger. Yeah. David Wright, two-time. Right? Yep. So, like, that's where I say to you, like, the answer to me is yes. Right? Before you even ask the question. Mm-hmm. To me, Nolan Arenado is. Because my my rule is, were you better than David Wright? Because, again, I think that if David Wright was, did not have the neck injury and fall off the cliff, the dude's a, a first ballot
2: Hall of Famer. I think he's going to be the Hall of Very Good. I don't think he'll ever get in. Nolan? No. Oh, David. David. Yeah, David, for yeah. sure. Now, he may get in from like players voting and all that, no, the rest I, of that down the line. I don't think he ever gets
1: in. You don't think so? I don't think there, there's no world where you would have to completely change what you look at. Yeah. And you'd have to say, hey, was there a stretch of time where you were the best player in the game? I
2: think it also, too, was like because of his injuries and things, he kind of went quietly.
1: Into he also the, went quietly, but he went bad. Right. You, you were struggling to perform. Yeah. So, like, our last memories of David Wright is this person. And the reality is David Wright wasn't normal since 2013. Yeah. And he retired in 2018. Yeah. He spent five years hanging on by a thread because, in his mind, he knows what I know. For a 10-year run, I was the best player at my position in the game. Yep. And I was on a Hall of Fame path. I was most likely, in my age is 31 through 35 seasons, there's a shot that I'm putting a MVP on my mantle. hmm And it, gone. Yep. Disappeared into the ether for him. So he, he hung on, one, to make sure he was getting his money, right? Yep. But two, he knew who he was going to be if he had stuck around. But he's a better player than Adrian Beltre. But Adrian put together this really, really great collection of stuff across a 20-year career I think Adrian's on the on the cusp but again I'd say hall are very good yeah and to me uh, uh and Roland are the same players uh, I think at some point they'll probably both get in and, and that's and I think Adrian probably more easily than Roland will and that's fine and I, I'm I wouldn't fight if those guys are I think my bigger issue is is Billy Wagner is not in Billy, the, fact, the, the the real issue is he <coughs> hasn't gotten in fast enough. He hasn't, like, he... What, what be- year is his sixth year on the ballot? Yes. Yeah, that's And the long. fact that's is, like, we're, like, literally, when you actually sit back and you break this thing to F down, he's the, he's the second greatest closer in the history of this game. Who threw 101 miles an hour, struck out 13-plus guys per inning. Like, he does, he was a better strikeout machine than Mariano. Like, there's no real statistic that I can look at separate from saves that shows that anybody's better than him. Who's the other than Jeter and Mo? Who was the
2: last guy to get in in their first year? Do you know?
0: Let's see if I can look see it up. See if you can
2: put, pull that up, Dennis Dietz. Griffey? I nailed
1: Maybe. it, didn't I? Probably, wouldn't, wouldn't I, shock me. It. I would probably be. I it would not shock I. me. I nailed it, didn't I?
0: All right. Every first ballot Hall of Famer in MLB history. Uh, Derek Jeter, class of 2020. Sure. Mariano Rivera, 2019. Roy Halladay, 2019. Chipper Jones, 2018. So there you go. Jim, uh, Jim Tomei, 2018. Ken Griffey was 2016. Okay. But,
2: like, there was, there's a lot of first ballot Hall of Famers. I, so I'm lo- I was more looking to see, like, what the so, caliber is. So
1: then here is my—here is, the, I guess, the case I will make. Right? Here's the case I will make. I can't change my position. I am who I am. Right. If my position is accepted as Hall of Fame worthy, which every position is. Yep. Your then classification is where were you rated against everybody else and where are you rated against the all time? And Billy Wagner is better than Chipper Jones. As crazy as that sounds... At his position, yes. At his position, we're talking he's number two. He's
2: he's going to end up being three to five because he doesn't have the save numbers. But if if sa- we're looking at it through
1: the lens of the writers. But, but, uh, separate that. He's The the guy who's considered number three, he's got more saves then. Who was that? No, Tre- Trevor Hott. So the guy, Dennis Eckersley, who's considered number two. Yeah. Has less saves than Billy
2: Wagner. That's what I'm saying. He's going to be ending up in the in the three to five range. He's
1: probably well, like how
2: yeah. how has he got how has he? He's consider- probably you know what he's probably actually
1: in reality probably looked at as five to seven. And that's that's I get that that's what he's looked at yeah. right. And I which I, is I, still getting the hall of fame. Like <laughs> I can completely conceptualize right. Yep. But we're now talking about, like, Dennis Eckersley had less saves. He also pitched in 24 years of baseball. Yeah, He had a 3-5 career ERA. He was a starter at the early part of his career.
0: He started for the first 12 years of his career. So, and he also won an MVP award as a reliever, which you don't see very often. That's Eckersley.
1: But, like, that's my point. You're winning MVPs, the, was it 1990? Uh, it might have been. Nineteen ninety, my man pitched in sixty three games and had a point six one ERA. That's ridiculous. And he had seventy three strikeouts and seventy three innings. Listen, nasty. That's nasty. Yep. I'm here for you, but as a whole, right? I got to see your other years and I, I'm, I'm stacking them up. And so,
2: regardless, if you even for funsies, said he's number five all time, that should be that should be a Hall of Famer by call it his third year on the
1: ballot. Sure. And and that's fine. So so then you should get in as fast as Chipper did. Yes. Oh, where did Chipper get in?
0: Chipper got so Chipper First, first ballot. Ballot.
1: My point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My point is you're top 5 of your position all time. This is an underrepresented thing.
0: Can I also just make an argument because I'm looking at this list of people that were first ballot for example yeah. and you notice like 90s once you get to like mid 2000s it starts becoming less and less frequent. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest issue now with baseball is all these writers are constantly talking with each other. Mm-hmm. And I think it's forcing them to have the same opinion on a lot of these players. A thousand From, percent. Yep, it, it's the, the trend line. That's me. Yep. Said. They
1: sat, they sit in their little room and they talk to each other at the all-star game and they decide how they're going to impact the history of the game together. Well, and even, and that's, the, it's a joke. And you
2: know what? It's it because social media exists. Now there's a magnifying glass on their decisions and, people come at x y and z reporter and get yeah i'm banned for not even talking to a guy and like they're sharing their opinion they're like cool my opinion's right and i can tell you to f off because i'm not i don't want to hear it
1: but and that's those are the guys who are solving this and they're missing out on a guy who should be in the hall of fame already
2: and they and they take there's so much like hubris in their in their opinion yeah it's ridiculous i got no
1: billy wagner was a met for three years yep he was with philly longer than that i don't care the dude was dominant. He statistically, as a reliever, has the second best stats in the history of the game. And I could argue with you that he's close to being the best, the best in the game ever. Eckersley had a whole bunch of four ERA seasons as a as a reliever. Yeah, did he get those after he was an older player and his arm started to come down? Sure, I'm, I'm fine. Go for it. But then you also got to take away some of the other stats he has. You got to pull away, strike career strikeouts, and you got to pull away career wins. Like things have to go away if you're going to say that a guy got older. Like you can't use both sides of that argument. And that's that's again my point with like guys who were dominant for ten year run. You should be all of famer. You're one of the if you were all star seven out of ten times. you one of the great people. Should remember you. Yeah, you were better than almost everybody else for a full ass decade. That's why, to me, Nolan's an easy an easy score, mm-hmm. and he proved this year that yeah. While his numbers probably were inflated, he still, if he was able to put together the seasons he just did on top of his Gold Glove caliber stuff, he's better than Roland. Yeah, I could see I could see Arenado actually being a first ballot guy. Yeah, Joe, he keeps if he this keeps up. up, absolutely, absolutely. But like, the question is, do you fade before you fade? Do you do you dip out before mm-hmm. you fade? And leave a great taste in everybody's mouth. Who's the last player to do that? You think what? That left on top, or not even on top,
2: but like before they declined, they said Billy cool. Wagner. Yeah, look <laughs> at Billy Wagner's last year. Like legitimately, like he had a one four three ERA like, in in seventy innings. Like that's with thirty seven saves, and like yeah, one hundred and four Ks. A whip, a whip of a
1: .865. So, like, his last season, yeah. he was the best closer in all of baseball. And we're like, we forgot that because my guy just was like, I'm done. But we, I mean, he could have gone and put together probably three, four, five more years. Yeah,
2: he had a, I, I was reading he had an oblique injury, and he said, cool, I'm outy But, like,
1: yeah. he's been punished for not p- pitching for 20 years.
2: Yeah. I mean, he pitched for 16. That's really like he's, good. <laughs> he's, he's, he's,
1: he's, like in, in general, right, we talked about it. He only pitched one. Sure, fine, 15. He got one guy out. One guy out his rookie year. He pitched only 15 seasons, and it, it seems like he's been punished for going out on top. Maybe. That he didn't do a tour.
0: Oh, he he did he sort of did a tour. It looks like because in the game that he got his 400th career save, he told people he's retiring at the end of the season. But like, but it, it, even he so, he dominated till yeah. the end. Yeah,
1: and like everybody's like, oh, why did you not just decline gracefully? Was a, he was an All Star's final year. Like, come on, man. Yep. Like, that's my point. We're gonna watch Albert Pujols be remembered as a shitty player by a generation of kids. Because he's forcing himself to, like, just carry on for the dollars. And to try to maybe hit these counting stats that don't matter. He is a better hitter. Albert Pujols is a better player than Mike Trout. And it it won't get remembered that way. Nope. But Mike Trout can't hold his jock. As a hitter. And and it's not going to be remembered. But you know what? Pujols... Oh yeah, we'll look at his. Oh, you played twenty one years. Excellent job. Here's your thing, Roy Halladay. The only reason why Halladay got the the treatment he got is because it was posthumously.
2: Yeah, uh, you, it, yeah. Like it, it was I a. Mean, tri- he was a great pitcher.
1: Great pitcher. Great. However, when you really start to line up his numbers, he didn't have the longevity that other people have.
2: As we all go to look up his. <laughs>
1: We've done this before. We've looked up Roy.
2: <laughs> yes, we definitely have it. Somewhere. Again, a 16-year good... career. 16-year career at 3-3 But the dominance. ERA. The
1: dominance. The 3-3 ERA. That's not the guy we're remembering. Two Cy Youngs. We're remembering the guy from 2005. Like on. Because Roy Halliday at that point in time was was the, the, the Max Scherzer of that generation. He was he was the Max Scherzer of our
2: generation from like 0-2 to eleven.
1: Right, but like yeah. look out look outside of that. He was fine. And even into even in the two thousand and two that you said, like he had three two five and a four two. Right? Yeah. Like th- he was those, just a workhorse. Those two he won twenty two games for yeah. Toronto. Yeah. With a three-two-five, He made 36 starts. Yep. That's the guy. That's what we're talking about. His winning percentage in 2006, 762. He stepped on the mound he was going to win. So he gets the benefit of the fact that the team was winning around him.
2: hmm
1: Then he transitioned to a good Phillies team. Dominated mm-hmm. with the Phillies for, a, for a, a stretch of time. But really, he had a 10-year run. Mm-hmm. He made eight All-Star games, right? No, nine. He made nine All-Star games in a 10-year window or a 11-year window. Like, my point is, is that when we really look at that guy, he he gets remembered because of the longevity. But the beginning and the end is, like, fabricated, like, greatness. Yeah. The real stretch of greatness is a 10-year run. That's why, again, I look at it. Or Ar- Arenado, to me, is already a Hall of Famer. Like, his 10-year run, I can put against so many other guys who are already in the Hall. Oh, easily. Easily. But so he has to play so that like the years match up and it makes it easier to apples to apples it. Mm-hmm. F- throw that out. Like he's look at anybody's 10 year stretch. Find your w- whatever you want to be. Find my 10 year stretch. Who is dominant no- lifetime numbers? Arenado to me is a guy who, who's already in. And again, you look at Billy Wagner, that that homie is should already be in the Hall of Fame. And yep. it's, it's, it, I, I did not know until we talked about movies and baseball mm-hmm. because that's obscene.
2: Yes, it is kind of ridiculous
1: upon further review. Are you guys as outraged as I am? <laughs> and if you are, please leave a comment, like, subscribe, let us know what you think. Am I crazy or is Billy Wagner the current biggest snub that doesn't have a steroid thing hanging over his head? See you next time.
2: Later. Baseball lifestyle. It's my lifestyle. <laughs>